Welcome to the Nintendo Fusion Podcast, a podcast that fuses past, present, and future Nintendo thought. I'm David, accompanied by my friend Jordan. Now, Jordan, why does the Nintendo Switch come with a dock? Um, I don't know. <laughs> In context because of, this- of all of the ports. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Too many ports on on the Switch. Haha, uh-huh. because all of all of the extra games that they brought over from the Wii U. Yeah, get it. Get it? Which apparently third parties want to do more ports for the next system. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I had to find a, a very generic switch joke today because today we're going to be talking about all of these rumors for the next switch console that really seem to be coming to a head. They're actually starting to agree with each other, coming from multiple different sources and locations, and some of them even seem fairly credible. Is is that fair enough to say? I don't know how credible they are quite yet. Um, some of, well, so the Microsoft one's definitely very credible, but <laughs> um, I'd say so. <laughs> but I would say a few. So, like a few months ago, we said in our podcast that um, we probably aren't going to talk about the next generation of Switch again until like we start seeing a big like amount of leaks start showing up because usually that's what happens with the next generation and then lo and behold (laughs) a few months later um we start getting (laughs) the the flurry of of leaks um so kind of just set up like the timeline of a lot of these um the reason why we're going to be talking about these is because of the pixar and the video games chronicle one but before we get to that um i think it best be it, to set the context, uh, best to talk about the NVIDIA CyberTAC one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So last year sometime, I can't remember exactly which month it was, but it was 2022. Um, there was a cyber attack on NVIDIA's systems and a lot of information was leaked. And of course, we're not going to go into the details regarding that attack and everything that was released and whatnot. But there was some information hiding in there in like a special kind of folder. There was like something called the T239, codenamed Drake, which is speculated to be the custom device that's being made for Nintendo, specifically because many of the documents on the inside actually reference APIs that the Nintendo Switch system uses that like no one else uses. So it's it seems to be like NVIDIA is making the next chip, which makes sense. Uh, they've been great partners for Nintendo for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, especially since the Switch is a mobile device and this is very much a mobile chip that has your CPU, your GPU, and all the other stuff just built right in. Um, the good news is, is from some of those files, it looks like it's based off of the Orin system, which while still announced in 2018, is still significantly more powerful uh, compared to the Tegra X1 that's inside the Nintendo Switch. And we'll talk about some of the like technical details uh, in a little bit regarding... Uh, some of our speculation on the power upgrades that we think we'll see. But so that's kind of the NVIDIA uh, leak there is uh, from what it looks like they're making the next chip. Yeah. And then like in the last few months also, um, it was reported that Mario and Rabbids 2 wasn't quite the financial success that Ubisoft wanted. And Ubisoft's president said that they were in talks with like Nintendo, where Nintendo said you probably should only release like one of these games per like console generation that's typically our <laughs> um ours our strategy um just because it, it typically works better and he said he didn't want to wait till like i believe he like said sometime next year or so um <laughs> kind of implying that like, the <laughs> next console that ubisoft has already heard about the next console and a general time frame of it um and then activision had some emails leaked where they were in talks with blizzard and nintendo talking about the Switch 2, where they were talking about the power level of the Switch 2 being roughly around base PS4 and Xbox One, uh, which I think is very realistic, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) For the pricing that Nintendo likes to get away with on their consoles and the fact that it's probably going to still be a mobile uh, console hybrid, it makes sense. Going too much more powerful than that, you run into risks of increasing your chip price, which then gets spread onto the consumer. And then, of course, how are you going to put a battery in that thing <laughs> that can keep it alive? Yeah, well, uh, and also, we'll, we'll get more into specifics of that later. Um, yeah, yeah. And then, so, also, in the Microsoft court cases with the FCC on 
uh, acquiring Activision. Um, the FCC was one of, one of their big arguments against Microsoft is that Microsoft would become a monopoly and that uh, Call of Duty would be only on Microsoft platforms. And so to combat that, Microsoft said that they would allow Call of Duty to be on other platforms, such as PlayStation and Nintendo's next system. Um, <laughs> they specifically called out Nintendo's next hardware. Um, we don't know if that means Switch or Switch 2 or, or a standalone device, but um, sounds like even Microsoft is in the know of something going on with Nintendo. Right. Um, and then along with that, kind of in the same vein, Nintendo has also stopped saying the things like there are no plans for a console or we're not ready to talk about that at this time. They're just kind of ignoring the question like they'll get to it soon enough. Like it, their, their stance on commenting on the next set of hardware has changed. We also have, uh, I guess we, we forgot to mention this, but um, in one of their investor meetings, I think it was early this year, um, they showed a slide showing how the Nintendo online accounts would then go off after the switch to continue on to the next piece of hardware. Not that they were ready to announce it, but like it was, they included a mention of new hardware or next system on that slide, which seemed uncharacteristically Nintendo. They could have just said, this will go on into the future or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. And then also in their investor meeting, they said there will be no new hardware before the end of this fiscal year. So that. Yeah. So March. <laughs> yeah. March. March at the earliest. Well, technically April. Um, yeah. Uh, and then we've gotten some kind of rumor e leaks that sound credible people are taking them kind of seriously but i don't think there's like a lot of evidence to, the, to them but um so right. pixar <laughs> which is a man or a distributor for some of the parts for the current switch um has hinted that there is another gaming machine coming from nintendo sometime early next year yeah and that's Kind of important because they have provided a lot of hardware for Nintendo. So if they're actually saying that they're in, you know, in the works of helping with this new console coming out next year, uh, that seems fairly likely. Again, not saying it's fully credible. It's not like the company is specifically saying it's coming out. And of course, we don't have Nintendo's confirmation either. But it's a very interesting thing to note, especially considering what the Video Games Chronicle website posted just earlier this week as of this recording. Um, they had heard from a lot of insiders across the industry, especially from third-party developers, that they were getting all of their dev kits in, um, which, you know, people have been saying they're getting the dev kits in, but this time we actually got, like, a few extra specifics, and it seemed to line up somewhat with other, what other people were saying was happening in the industry. Um, and kind of summarizing their information, it's like likely a second half or second, yeah, second half of 2024 release for the console. They did say that it'll have an LCD screen at launch, that it's going to have a portable mode, much like the switch will still deal with cartridges like, uh, physical games and that Nintendo wants to have backwards compatibility, even though third parties really don't want the backwards compatibility to happen because What's the point of re-releasing a game on the console if people aren't going to buy it again? So that one's pretty interesting. And that's the one that really got everyone in the community talking about the Switch 2, I think. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing about all these leaks is that they're all pretty grounded. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're not they're not like all of the um, the Nintendo NX rumors and whatnot from just a couple of years before the switch launched. Like you remember those times when they showed all those super weird controllers that had the screens built into them, oh, yeah. all this other weird will, stuff that was I going will around. say with the Nintendo <laughs> NX rumors around this time in, uh, so 2016 around summer time around now, um, we had a whole bunch of like really credible leaks sort of like this. That ended up being very true. I remember last year going yeah. <laughs> back to some of our old video game or virtual boy podcast episodes where we were talking about some of the leaks and it was shocking, like how accurate <laughs> they were in hindsight. <laughs> yeah. Um, the big takeaway I see is that it sounds like we're getting another switch too, and not something with like a, a new gimmick to it. 
which I sure hope so. Uh, I mean, considering all of the Nintendo Switch Pro rumors that were going around, and we've talked about this before on our podcast, but it really did feel, based on those rumors and how the market was going, that before the pandemic hit, Nintendo was really planning on making the OLED Switch actually more powerful than the base Switch in some way. Um, It just makes some sense. And I really think that Nintendo has figured out what makes them unique enough and offers a fun experience for people that not a lot of other companies have figured out. Like, of course, Steam has the Steam Deck, but the Steam Deck isn't fully hybrid, I would say, like the Switches with how easy the Switches to just plug into your TV. And Nintendo also has all of their uh, games on them. And I think they've realized that the market has really kind of stepped away from the gimmicky stuff that was introduced in the Wii era that they couldn't let go of until, like, what, the last two years, where now all of the motion controls are just, like, additional little pointers, except in the case of WarioWare. (laughs) Well, yeah, and I think a big reason for that is because pretty much the old guard is gone now. Um, We're we're a completely new Nintendo (laughs) at this point. Um, Yeah. As tragic as the passing of Iwata was, um, it, it did shake up Nintendo structurally at the top quite a bit and there's a lot more like business focused people at the top now rather than like the gaming side developer it's not quite so much like the engineers running the show anymore um it's more of business analysts (laughs) running it yeah which in a lot of ways is kind of tragic because we got some really fun and unique things from that era of nintendo like Specifically, the Wii, the Wii U, the DS consoles, like all of those had those really interesting, fun gimmicks. And the Switch started with the gimmicks. You know, the motion controls were much more accurate. It had the IR sensor that was used in a grand total of like two games or something. (laughs) Um, But we've really seen a shift in how Switch games are made, that they are less and less focused on those motion controls than they used to be. WarioWare being like the only exception because the new WarioWare that's coming out this year is like all in on the motion control gimmick. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're getting smooth moves too, basically. And I'm excited. I know I am too. It's going to be so good. But uh, yeah, I don't think that the Switch 2 is going to have a gimmick because it doesn't need one. Um, Nintendo is always focused on experiences as well. And I think the gimmicks are what made some of those experiences special. But I, I think you're right with the business focused people up at the top now instead of just like the fun engineers and the game designers it does seem like we're just going to be getting the same console which i'm not that upset about honestly because i've been playing a lot of pc games and it's nice to know that things are kind of consistent back and forth you know i don't have to i don't i think i will ever have to pick up a wemo and nunchuck combo for a new game and be like why is the button layout so different and weird (laughs) I feel like Nintendo has found their niche. Um, and also, I don't know what like market you kind of move into. I've heard a lot of people say virtual or VR. But um, yeah. one, that's that's a space that Sony has already been like pushing into pretty heavily and it has been failing at it. Um, and then you also have other competitors outside of the video game race, such as um, Facebook or Meta, I guess I should say. And in the future, Apple which I think Apple, love them or hate them, are going to set the new standard for VR. And yep. I don't think Nintendo can match that. Not with a $300 gaming device. Nope. They will have to either partner with Apple to get all of that to work or just not move into that VR space until it's much more viable for them. Like maybe in 10 years, a mobile console can have enough power to power a gigantic VR game. I don't know. I don't know what the trends are going to be. So I feel like there's there's not really a clear direction to go. Th- the 3D fad, fad is over. People don't care about 3D anymore. <laughs> they don't care about motion controls being the only form of yeah. playing anymore. People are much more into like the games and experiences yeah. themselves, like yeah. what the developers can bring us. So. You know, whether that be huge, gigantic worlds or really pretty, comfy games or the indie scene, you know, at this point, it almost seems like video game consoles have just become like the means to play to play games. I mean, they always have been, of course, but with a much 
smaller focus on the actual gimmicks, you know, like what makes this console different? Every console has like most of the same hardware on the inside now. The only difference is the system running it. I think a big reason for why the era of Nintendo from the Wii through the uh, development phase of the Switch uh, was so experimental in the hardware space was because most of the people running the show um, gained their experience from making games during the 80s and 90s when like everything was just experimental right <laughs> so, uh, yeah yeah exactly so i think that mentality is just kind of it's kind of grown out of nintendo at this point yeah which is kind of a bummer in some ways but again i'm fine with it as a 30 plus year old now like i'm kind of just ready to have consistent fun experiences with more power you know yeah and then like so this line from the video games chronicle uh, leak where like Nintendo wants backwards compatibility, but third party doesn't. And the reason for that is because having backwards compatibility makes the transition from current users to the Switch too easier. Um, but third parties want to be able to resell games. That's interesting because like so with the PS4 or the PS5, it's backwards compatible and their third parties are still reselling the same games, right? Because yeah. the power level difference between the PS4 and the PS5 is big enough that you can still say, like, this is the definitive version or whatever. Where <laughs> what this tells me is the Switch 2, one, does not have a gimmick to it. And two, <laughs> is not so big of a leap in tech, in, in performance, that it's going to be hard to kind of market a definitive edition. Yeah, for selling them again. Though I do wonder if the third parties can then just, like, kind of pull their offerings in some ways i don't know it, it makes it really tricky if Nintendo's going to keep running the eShop. they could potentially pull their games from like the switch one eShop, and then only have them available on switch two but then they're missing out on potential sales that way i don't know that, that's a really hard question to solve huh yeah and in previous investor meetings nintendo did say that they want uh the future of the eShop to transition between systems yeah, which um, makes sense. Because they <laughs> want their customers to have faith in buying digital because there's higher profits in digital than there is physical. And one yep. of the big reasons why some people just refuse to go digital is because they don't know if Nintendo's just going to shut down the service five years after the next console comes out. Exactly. I mean, just look at the Wii U and the 3DS now. If you want to buy new games for those consoles, you have to get the used cartridges. That's the only way to get them now. So. If if the option is there, I think Nintendo's just going to choose to go backwards compatible. Um, it just makes yeah. the transition easier on their part. <laughs> yeah, we we now have if it does go backwards compatible, that means we'll have um, Wii and GameCube backwards compatible, Wii U and Wii backwards compatible, and then 3DS and DS backwards compatible. So hopefully, yeah, since they're moving to a more streamlined standard architecture, you know arm-based cpus rather than weird stuff that they're kind of built custom for them anyway that's me talking about technical details as long as they can play them we're good <laughs> i think there will be a point where they're going to have to like do a hard cutoff again um because you, yeah. ju- you can't yeah. just keep the old architecture around forever <laughs> some yeah. of it is eventually going to go away um and on top of that i do think some games will not make the cut they're not going to say full backwards compatibility i think they're going to just say like here's most games will be backwards compatible. Uh, tragically, yeah. I don't think one two switch is going to make the cut because it uses the IR <laughs> camera. <laughs> Tragic, or one two switch again? What was the <laughs> sequel called that just came out remember. of nowhere? That I don't know bought? if that one uses the IR camera. <laughs> I don't. Either. I didn't pay any attention to that game. I I remember hearing just total aside that that game was such a joke internally, like people hated it so much and made fun of the developers for it that they cut like 30 mini games from it. And so you can actually look inside the game's files and see that mini games like one through 30 are just not there. But uh, mini game zero is there. And so is like 31, 32 and whatnot, which is so funny to me. <laughs> but, but anyway, um, yeah, I, I can see them having a list of games that just don't make the cut, uh, which is kind of a shame. But at the same time, if they focus heavily on the motion controls, then 
Bummer. Maybe with like the improved power, you'll be able to pop in your Breath of the Wild one, you know, the Zelda Breath of the Wild cartridge and have even faster loading times. That'd be cool. <laughs> Ruin the speed runs. Yeah, make it so everyone has to run them again. <laughs> um, you know, it could add stability to Tears of the Kingdom and stuff. Like, I don't know. It just feels like with all of these big titles that have come out this year, for Nintendo to have a like new console next year that's not backwards compatible it's like oh those games are suddenly just gonna drop off the face of earth in terms of sales you know yeah especially with how nintendo's software model seems to be the evergreen approach where they exactly like their games keep selling years and years later which is unheard of for most (laughs) most companies companies would kill to have like (laughs) nintendo's buying or selling power Right, but I I also just mean like if Mario Wonder is releasing what October November it's late this year I don't remember its actual date, um, but then we get the new console in March it's like you get the holiday boosts but then our if it's not backwards compatible people are going to be somewhat upset and if it is backwards compatible then people can buy the Switch two and then get Mario Wonder and still have like a new a newish game to play right at launch yeah I don't know I I feel like. At some point, you just have to pull the Band-Aid. Because, <laughs> like, no matter when you release it, there's going to be a game that's left out in the cold. You can't just, like, stop releasing games for a whole year just so that um, they get optimal sales. True. I guess we're still kind of in that shell-shocked phase from when the Wii U died <laughs> well before the Switch released, and we were just getting, like, nothing the year before. <laughs> yeah, and also the transition from Wii to Wii U was pretty sparse, too. Oh, yeah, that was pretty bad. So I guess the transition years between Switch and Switch 2, if it is coming out next year, have been has been pretty good so far. So I'm yeah, not I mean, we got a new Zelda, so <laughs> new Zelda, new Pikmin and new Mario. We're eating good, Jordan, you and me. Yeah, <laughs> it's perfect for us. Um, um, as for like when this will release. So like we're, we're both in agreement that um, releasing in holiday, while not impossible, like Nintendo might still do it, uh, yeah. is a bad business decision. Um, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> <laughs> it's just better to release it earlier on in the year because you're guaranteed to sell out of your units on your first holiday and you're guaranteed to sell out of your units on your release day so you might as well have two sellout days rather than just one um yep and then on top of that like no one buys games really <laughs> in january or february so having like your second and third month be January and February is never really that good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I just, what did we get January this year? We got fire emblem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or January and February anyway. are typically known for being really weak, uh, months for basically everything like throughout yeah. the entire economy. <laughs> um, because everyone, everyone has is like fulfilled with their wants for those months because everyone we got a whole bunch of we got a surplus of stuff we wanted in december um so why are you going to go out and buy another game your backlog you have a backlog at that point exactly exactly so yeah i i think that you know i kind of trust nintendo when they say that there was going to be no new hardware this fiscal year so i think that kind of pushes march off the table but I think that April or May is very possible, considering yeah. we don't know anything about Nintendo's lineup next year. Yeah, I think May is very strong. Historically, in the video game industry, you kind of want to avoid May because E3 was right around the corner and you didn't want all of the conversation around your product to be drowned out. Um, but E3 is dead. E3 is very dead. <laughs> At this point, who cares anymore? <laughs> you can launch in June if you want now. Um, totally could. Totally could. I could see May. I could see April. I think I think those are like the two big target dates. If it slips later in the year, it's just because like um the stock issues. Yeah, just stock issues. It's just <laughs> it's just really hard to get things <laughs> manufactured. Also, there's a lot of other moving pieces you have to take care of. Like, what are your launch games going to be and are they ready? What is your launch yeah. year looking like? Um, yep. I'm hearing from a lot of like Nintendo fans on the internet that they're expecting the launch year to be pretty good on par with the Switch One, and I don't think so. Yeah, I I agree, and I I think that it's very interesting because there's so little that could actually come out 
right? Like there are lots of questions surrounding these launch games. The only ones that like we have less than a question mark that are like, yeah, this could totally be part of like year one are the Peach and the Princess Peach game and the Luigi's Mansion 2 HD games. Mm-hmm. Those were announced at the last E, uh, I say E3. It was technically Nintendo's E3, their, their June Direct. Um, yeah. Uh, those were announced. They did not say that they were coming out for Nintendo Switch, but they were coming out next year. And that led to a lot of speculation, so much so that <laughs> Nintendo of America had to edit the description of the video and add in princess peach game for nintendo switch and luigi's mansion yeah. 2 hd for nintendo switch yeah so they are coming <laughs> like, to the switch it's been confirmed <laughs> sure <laughs> um i think these the peach game and luigi's mansion port just they they these they smell very strongly of january february games yeah yeah they definitely do um just games to kind of pad out the year waiting for when the perfect time to strike with like a triple a game um yep i don't think they're releasing this year i think yep. early next year is a good target for them um i guess the peach game is the swan song of switch one well not really <laughs> i actually have a different swan song that i'll mention later um also splatoon 3 dlc is that that's it like those are the last three projects that we really know are coming to the switch right right because we know splatoon 3 dlc is happening they announced it they said we're getting like three waves worth of DLC or at least two. We got one with the kind of throwback DLC for the Splatoon 1 lobby. And we know that Side Order is coming out, even though they haven't announced it yet. And we all thought it was going to come out this summer. Oh, so it's not. And I guess there's also <laughs> the second part of the Pokemon DLC will be. Oh, next right. Year as right. Well. Right. Is that actually happening next year? Oh, yeah, that's right. They, they said in like the, the trailer that the first part is this fall. And the second part is like early next year. So because thank goodness they, they decided to take more time on them. Yeah. And I <laughs> think just I think those four out. projects can carry Nintendo through the first quarter or I guess quarter four oh, of uh, definitely of the fiscal year. Definitely. Um, so for games that will launch, I think the strongest starting lineup you can have is a core game and a blue ocean game. Uh, blue ocean, meaning like big selling, like games that appeal to the mass as 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 large of a net as possible um with the mario kart dlc ending this year i think mario kart 9 is the launch game for switch 2 (laughs) well mario kart 8 deluxe has been their kind of anchor game for the entire lifetime of the console (laughs) it has always sold well yeah so i i could see that happening and then for the core game i think it's metro prime 4 um yeah not that not because it like will outsell mario or zelda or another core series but just because of circumstance it's ready to go i i think so too we got metroid prime one to hold us off for another year this year and they're gonna give us prime four next year and it's gonna be at launch and i'm so excited because they couldn't wait to give us tears of the kingdom on the next yeah i suspect (laughs) that they were uh potentially planning a dual release for switch and switch two and then the pandemic happened and they're like well the game's already getting delayed anyway so we might as well just make it exclusive to the switch two for measure prime four yeah yep i could see that we know the game's been in development for so long retro hasn't done anything else other than the prime one hd remaster which is amazing by the way please go play it um but yeah it, it just really seems like prime four is the main contender of course, there are other questions, you know, other types of games that, you know, or other series that might at least have a launch year release. Um, I think, Jordan, it's been long enough that we could be see a launch year Animal Crossing game, especially considering <laughs> how they just dropped support for Animal Crossing like so quickly after it came out, even though it was so popular. So the thing with Animal uh, Crossing yeah. is it's made by the same team as Platoon. And Splatoon has DLC right. coming out next year. But if you True. look at that team's release cycle, they release a game roughly every two years. And 2024 would be then the prime year for Animal Crossing because 2022 was um, Splatoon, two, Splatoon 3. Yeah. So I'm going to guess Animal Crossing is 
in the release year, but it'll be the end of the release year. So it'll be like it'll be like March 2025. That makes sense. Yeah. Get the year off to a strong start for Nintendo. Yeah. And, and that gives them a whole year to then make the pretty Animal Crossing switch too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to go on a wild guess. It's going to be called um, Animal Crossing Farm Life. And you're going to be able to make a farm. It'll be Nintendo dabbling into the farming simulator space. Yeah, because we didn't get enough of those on the Switch. <laughs> I think it would be pretty easy for Animal Crossing to put in some... Like, they, they don't have to do that many farm mechanics, right? Just get rid of right, the well, turnip stock prices and just make it so that you can grow your own crops and the prices fluctuate and you just have to know which crops to grow and sell later on in the year or whatever. Which Jordan, do you remember that was like one thing Animal Crossing uh, New Horizons fans wanted the most and they found all sorts of data regarding like farm and crop growing that just never made it like we got pumpkins that could actually grow. But there was apparently evidence for like food recipes that you could make in the game's code, including like making tomatoes and wheat and all sorts of other plants like the fact that that never came to New Horizons makes it seem a likely candidate for the next game. Yeah. And I think Nintendo's going to uh, strike the iron a lot faster with Animal Crossing. Um, yeah, they need to. I think they <laughs> underestimated the appeal of Animal Crossing, and Animal Crossing is now one of their Blue Ocean staple franchises. Yep, it definitely is. It's one of the highest selling games uh, on the Switch. So definitely, definitely Animal Crossing. Um, there's also... You know, an idea floating around potentially of 3D Mario, considering we got Mario Odyssey, um, Nintendo statements to Ubisoft that they do like one Mario game a console now, apparently. And Odyssey was a massive success. It was incredibly fun to play. And everyone's been asking, where on earth is Odyssey 2? And we also got uh, Bowser's Fury. So and that felt yeah. more like a demo. Yeah. So. Bowser's Fury feels like it was a a tech it wasn't quite like a tech demo i guess it was a tech demo it was a project demo i feel like it was a project demo where they were trying to like answer some very specific gameplay questions that they ended up deciding this is not the direction we want mario to go um yeah but it's fun enough to like give to fans yeah exactly so i think whatever the 3d mario is it's going to be something it's going to be a new experience it's not odyssey 2 they're very clearly experimenting with mario um which they've also clearly been experimenting with 2D Mario since we're getting Wonder this year. And the 2D and 3D Mario teams are different. So it's well within the realms of possibility that we get a 2D Mario one year and then the next year a 3D Mario. Yeah, I think that's enough space. I do think there is a very, very high chance of 3D Mario being the holiday game of year one. Mm, um, I could see that. Which is more reason to believe for a like May or April release for a console. So that mm. you have at least a six month buffer between Mario Kart and Mario. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't want them launching side by side. <laughs> no, definitely not. People, you, you'd have to pick sides. <laughs> like, are you going to get the Mario Kart game to play with your friends first? Or are you not a friend player and you're going to get the 3D Mario game? So, yeah, no, the, those are those are good questions. Um, the next question, then, of course, is are we getting a Pokemon game? Yes. On year one? Yes. With a big asterisk on it. Um, I think we're getting either a remake or a Legends 2 or some sort of spinoff. And I think it'll be a Switch game and not a Switch 2 game. It'll come out the holiday. Of course, because that's what Game Freak would do. <laughs> so what I was saying, Sorry, like Peach is the swan song. I don't think Peach is the swan song. I think Pokemon is the swan song and it will come out <laughs> post Switch 2. Which is why we want the backwards compatibility. <laughs> yeah. oh, I think. Could you imagine? Gen oh. 10 Pokemon the year after will still be a Switch game. <laughs> that's a possibility for sure i don't think that i don't think game freak will take advantage of the increased performance on the switch 2 i think game freak will focus <laughs> on the largest install base possible for the next pokemon game yeah if it's fully backwards compatible then they're just like it's on switch baby yeah game go. <laughs> game freak is more interested in selling uh game units than they are selling nintendo hardware so that's yeah. just that's just how and, it is and selling good experiences might i add <laughs> ouch <laughs> <laughs> like i am well past the honeymoon stage with scarlet and violet to say that i don't want to play those games ever again <laughs> Ooh, i'd still probably play them but i i took i think i quit them long before you did well i played them for a while and then i did a bunch of automation on them 
And then I tried playing through Violet after I played through Scarlet. And I got like the second or third badge. And I was like, I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> so I am happy for the speedrunners that enjoy playing it. I'm happy for the fans. But like, I just I can't I don't care for Scarlet and Violet. And if Gen 10 is just Scarlet and Violet again, but in a new region, I don't know if I am going to want it. I think I'm sorry. It will. <laughs> <laughs> with minor upgrades that's just how game freak works um so are you not getting the dlc then pokemon i probably will just so i can get the pokemon for my collection and from what we've seen of the dlc it looks better because they've actually spent more time on it you know that's where clearly most of their uh development team is working right now instead of actually fixing the game that they launched i'll probably get it but it'd be really funny if we got a switch game launch here of switch 2 and it's like Let's see, Legends um, Jirachi or Legends Celebi? I'd go for a Legends Celebi. I think that'd be such a fun game with I some mean, time travel wouldn't, shenanigans. Wouldn't it be Legends Kirium? Yeah, we could get Kirium. I, I I would think that they're going to follow their like traditions and just do Gen Five, right? Yeah, they probably could. But I'd like to see Johto again. We haven't had a real good revisit to Johto in ages, and I like Johto. Yeah, it could be a Let's Go Johto. <laughs> <laughs> sure <laughs> let's go togepi let's go pichu at least let's go those games had a really consistent pretty style to them even if like they controlled super weird anyway um uh some other games that i thought of um we did mention uh like what months ago on this podcast that it would be fun if either f-zero or Star Fox got to be launch titles I don't think they're likely, but F-Zero would be such a fun game for them to release as a year one to just kind of show off the new graphical fidelity because that'd just be really fun. Yeah, F-Zero historically has been like one of their graphics showcase games along with Pikmin. Um, Yeah. My my one issue is I think they want Mario Kart sooner than later just because that is the anchor (laughs) franchise. Like it is by far their biggest seller. (laughs) Um, People buy Nintendo hardware just for Mario Kart. Mm Mm-hmm. Like you don't even need your other games to really be system sellers at that point anymore. You just need them to (laughs) keep your keep people entertained at that point. It's just Mario Kart is the system seller. Mario Kart is Nintendo. Yep. And Star Fox, Star Fox, I feel just needs somebody at Nintendo to give it some love. Like just like how Pikmin now has this full whole new whole new team that have just breathe yeah. life back into the pikmin franchise yeah the issue with and, the main yeah. issue i see with f-zero and star fox is they don't have a producer fighting for them nope um every other like in smaller nintendo franchise has at least one producer that is passionate about them uh, metroid is lucky to have two <laughs> yes <laughs> for sure <laughs> which is why we can get both the 2d and 1d or 3d because yeah, without games. a passionate producer, when one of the games inevitably doesn't meet like sales expectations, it's going to be really hard for it to like get going again. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure the only reason why Metroid recovered from Other M was because of the passionate producers that it has. I, I think that that is exactly how it went down because <laughs> that game had some fun moments and then just was awful in so many ways. We still haven't done our other M episode, so <laughs> we talked about that all through <laughs> Virtual Boys and, and Intensity. Maybe, maybe yep. we'll eventually do it. When's the slowest like news break? <laughs> I don't know. December. I don't know. Ah, I feel like it's going to be a busy fall this year. True, because we got Mario. Yeah, but anyway, um, just kind of spitballing a couple of other options for yeah, release your games. Um, we, we got Kirby release year of the switch or was it the year after? I don't remember. I think that was, uh, but the year after superstar allies, right? Was that the name of yeah, that the one, one everyone hated? Yeah. So a new 2d Kirby game could be really fun if they make it good. Yeah. Cause 2d Kirby games have this habit of like being really awesome, then mediocre, then really awesome, then mediocre <laughs> recently. Um, I don't know if we'll return to 2D Kirby anytime soon. I think they've made the jump to 3D. That's very true. So I don't uh, know. I I like 2D Kirby. Kirby, Kirby sells. It always shows up. Uh, people don't speculate it on much, and it's just it'll it'll it always be there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whether um, it's in the launch yeah. year or not, 
Um, I don't think Nintendo or Kirby are trying to align it specifically for that year. I think it just releases when it releases and they just have a team dedicated to Kirby. (laughs) Good point. Of course, there's also the rumored Donkey Kong game that people have been talking about for like four years, five years now. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how much we can hold on to this rumor anymore because like, yeah, because I feel like that 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 should have been the swan swan the swan song switch game right yeah that it has enough of a fan donkey kong is still he's a mid-level franchise uh bigger than like fire emblem and metroid um but smaller than mario and zelda he's had some really 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 successful games in the past um it would have been potentially an eight to ten million seller i feel like I agree. And so if it was something they were planning, unless if it's the core game at launch for the Switch 2, which where has it been? Where has it been? (laughs) Because like if if 3D Mario, if we're predicting 3D Mario is going to be next holiday, I think the timeline for Donkey Kong just doesn't make sense anymore. And that was just a fake rumor. Yeah, but it always seemed like that Donkey Kong rumor had so many different people fighting for it, like across different arms of the industry. Yeah. which is what makes it so curious to be fair we've had rumors like that in the past with like star fox um grand prix Mm. true it's very true but also like with the metroid prime rumors those persisted for like seven years before it finally came out like (laughs) nintendo i don't know it's possible it's possible it might already be a game that's finished and nintendo's just sitting on it for some reason maybe it is a switch 2 game Maybe it's just a game for like a rainy day for Nintendo. Um, yeah, maybe. Like like we said, it's it's a mid-level series. Like Nintendo so has will shown sell. that <laughs> mid-level franchises and l- mid-level franchises, they're, they're perfectly fine with just sitting and waiting on. Like they're not hurting on cash. <laughs> no. <laughs> and it's not they're, they're like doing it, pretty great. it's going to draw in just huge amounts. Like. Nintendo's main money-making franchises that they have to put like all their effort into now are Mario, Mario Kart, Zelda, Pokemon, Animal Crossing, Smash Bros. Um, I think those are the big ones. Yeah. I'm trying to think. That sounds right. Um, and then like the secondary ones are Splatoon, um, some sort of fitness game, um, and potentially Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong could get into that tier if they put more effort into it. I agree. And then, like, the yeah. tier three franchises are your Fire Emblem, Metroid, Star Fox, um, Kirby. Pikmin. <laughs> Maybe Pikmin? Pikmin. No, that's yeah. probably yeah, Pikmin's lower. In there. I don't know. Yeah. Xenoblade. So it, it's interesting. Yeah. Xenoblade. Even though Xenoblade is, like, doing surprisingly well. But maybe that's just because Monolith is just crushing it by just cranking those games out like crazy. Oh, I'd also put Luigi's Mansion into the mid-level franchises. True. True. People love Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, the last one sold like 8 million copies, so it's <laughs> it's doing fine. <laughs> it's do- yeah, I'm pretty sure we're going to get another one of those. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Nintendo's now putting a lot more effort. I think we're going to get a consistent stream of Luigi's Mansion's games in the future. I yeah. think that's going to be the staple game Next Level Games works on. Uh, they might alternate from that and another project, then back to Luigi's Mansion, then another project. Yeah, it seems like Next Level has really figured out what makes the Luigi's Mansion series good. Uh, they they found it. Dark Moon was good, but it was such a deviation from the original. And then three really kind of modernized the formula and it was really good. So, yeah. And I mentioned yeah. the fitness game um, with the success of Ring Fit Adventure. I think that is a blue ocean pillar. It's not quite as big as Mario Kart or Animal Crossing by any means. But I think Nintendo is going to do some sort of new fitness game pretty early on in the life cycle of Switch 2. Yeah, people like playing games while exercising. It's a good way to make you move your body. It appeals to a demographic that typically doesn't buy hardware. Um, Yeah. So Plus, it gets Nintendo in a little bit more on the hardware scene because they typically have to buy an extra piece (laughs) like the ring. So. So, yeah. So I'm thinking for the launch year. It's going to be Metroid, Mario Kart, and 3D Mario in the like calendar year of 2024. And then it, at the tail end of the fiscal year, Animal Crossing, which I think is a pretty strong lineup. I, yeah, that's very strong. 
especially if they have a lot of third parties and indie developers kind of jumping on. You know, considering Silksong was delayed again, maybe Silksong will be part of the release of Switch 2. <laughs> Silksong is a Switch game. Um, I don't think they'll make it a Switch yeah, 2 game. Unless they take too long, because Team Cherry just takes forever. But I mean, like, by, by saying it's a Switch game, it'll be available on Switch right, 2. Right, but, what, but. I, I'm just thinking, like, Silksong is going to be the Switch's Shovel Knight. Because Shovel Knight launched really early on the console as well, so. Well, uh, the... The DLC for well, Shovel Knight yeah. did. Um, it was uh, Plague Knight. What was, was what's Plague his name? Knight. Not Plague Knight. Plague Knight. No, Plague earlier. Knight was the launch title. Or not Plague Knight. No, you're right. It's Spectre Knight. That's the one I meant. Literally, yeah, like that Knight. was the picture in my head. <laughs> it was the Grim Reaper <laughs> Spectre Knight. I was like, that's Plague Knight. <laughs> no, it's not. It was Tony Hawk. Yeah, Tony Hawk. <laughs> wow, that was such a good game. Oh, I should go replay it. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I, I which yeah, that's that's a strong enough lineup to be a successful launch. I'm just saying I don't think it's going to be the same height of uh, the switch. Yeah, one. It's, we're not getting Breath of the Wild and Odyssey in the same year again. That's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. Breath of the Wild was just switch like one the was just absolutely insane. storm. Like they had such switch one also condition. had Hollow Knight and Sonic Mania yeah, in there. Yeah, they did. And Splatoon yep. 2. And Xenoblade 2 for the Jerpigas. And yep. yeah. I, I don't see us ever matching <laughs> Switch 1 again. No. <laughs> <laughs> they had been sitting on so many projects because the Wii U was such a failure that everything just culminated in the perfect storm that they could just line up banger after banger in 2017. So it worked out great. Yeah. I, I think that I agree quite a bit with uh, your, um, your lineup if 3D Mario isn't happening next year, I'd say that they would slot in that Donkey Kong game that's been rumored forever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really think that we are getting an early Animal Crossing because Nintendo is going to want the sales. I think that that's one of the key pieces. Well, they're going to want their anchors as fast as right. possible. Animal uh, Crossing, they, Mario they're going Kart. With, yeah. The only anchor. Yeah, they accidentally fell into an evergreen model <laughs> with the Switch, and I think they're going to want to try to recreate exactly. it with the switch yep. two and the big three are mario kart mario and animal crossing well technically the big four then you have to add in zelda but there's no way we're getting zelda no, next year <laughs> unless it's like the twilight princess and wind waker hd with some improvements that has been rumored for a while but at that point it, i don't feel like it's a credible rumor <laughs> and the fifth anchor being um smash bros there's no way right there's um no way for- did you watch sakurai's video this week on smash brothers i did not yeah so on youtube because sakurai's a youtuber uh for those of you that didn't know uh his videos are really great uh he talked about the development of super smash brothers brawl and had talked about how um that came about to be but near the end of the video he was like and now that ultimate's out um and you know just kind of talking off the top of my head and I'm not representing Nintendo in any way nor announcing anything, but I just do not see Smash Brothers working without me. And the way that he was talking about it made it seem like it wasn't even really in development. So unless they found someone else to make Smash Brothers, which that would be the first time ever that Smash Bros. wasn't made by Sakurai, um, it's not going to come for a while. Unless Sakurai is being super sneaky and funny, like he sometimes is, and is actually secretly working on it right now, because we have no idea what he's doing other than being a YouTuber. Uh, I don't see it. Um, he did also mention in the video that he would be interested in making it again, but it seemed like no one had really contacted him about it. So, again, it's just an interesting thought there of, will Smash Brothers come out earlier or later on the console? And Considering how Nintendo has actively shut down big chunks of the Smash uh, community, I don't know what their thoughts are on the game right now. I just, I don't know. I feel like Nintendo's in a position now where they don't need Smash Bros. anymore because that was like the big anchor franchise for most of their consoles. Um, But now, like we were saying, now they're at like five anchors that all sell more than 20 million units. Uh, Then that's not even including Pokemon. Um, But (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Smash Bros. is such a powerful property. I I just don't see Nintendo letting it go. But at the same time, the main reason why Smash Bros. is popular is because of the crossover potential. They could branch out into a new genre of some kind. 
and still call it Smash Bros. Yeah, they could. I still... F- it doesn't have to be a fighting right. game. Which is why I think that Mario Kart 9 is still going to be called Mario Kart, but it's going to have a lot more characters from different Nintendo franchises. Yeah. It'll be like Mario Kart 9 universes or something. <laughs> that could work. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what's going to happen with Smash. I think it is a seller, but again... Given Sakurai's latest statements, it doesn't seem like it's going to be very soon. Or maybe they'll just portal. At the same time, Sakurai has been known to always say like, oh, nothing's in the works. And then it turns out. (laughs) And it's like, oh, just kidding. Um, Here's Ultimate's trailer (laughs) that's coming out in like a year, less than a year when they gave us that first trailer with the the Inklings. Yeah. And apparently like they as soon as they wrapped up development for Smash Wii U, they immediately started just moving straight into (laughs) Ultimate. So and in that time frame between Wii U and Ultimate, uh, it was like, well, it happened. Sakurai doesn't seem to know. And it's like he was already working on it. So <laughs> true. We'll Who see. knows? Um, I could see, though, Ultimate being considered like a good place for Sakurai to just kind of consider it a bookend. Yeah. But what is Smash Brothers without Sakurai? That, that's a question Nintendo's going to have to ask. They're either asking it now or they will ask for, about it on the one after the next one. I don't know. I, I, I don't see them skipping. No, I, I don't either. But cycle. I just wonder how it's going to turn out without Sakurai. That's all I mean. Yeah, it's definitely not a launch. Year. No, no, um, definitely not. I just don't see Smash Bros coming out like less than six months before it gets announced. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's not when they, they shadow drop. They they love drumming up hype for all of the new uh, characters that join in. Yeah, that is a hype machine. They that that's not one that you launch nope. quietly. Nope. Um it'll be something that they might announce in year 2 and then it comes out year 3. I could see that. Cuz Smash Ultimate came out year 2, didn't it? On Switch. It was like a 2018. It came game. out 2018 at the time. Yeah, so late late second. So, year, so yeah, late second year. Anyway, uh there are lots of interesting potential games for the upcoming console. I really hope that it happens. Um, I've said this so many times, but um, the Switch just continues to show its age. I am still amazed at how pretty um, Pikmin 4 is. Uh, it's amazing that that game and even Tears of the Kingdom are running on the Switch's hardware. Uh, but it is definitely time for an upgrade. The Switch the Switch has a Tegra X1 on the inside, which was announced in 2015. <laughs> and so it's a very old uh, mobile processor. Um, considering the NVIDIA leaks that we mentioned earlier, um, I just thought I'd kind of bring up what kind of power um, upgrade we could potentially expect, considering what uh, it seems like the new chip is going to be based off of. Um but so here's what the Tegra X1 has. This is what the Switch currently has. It's a four-core CPU um, that has a theoretical max clock speed of two gigahertz. So not very fast, only four cores. So it's not very powerful. Um, most smartphones now actually have way better <laughs> CPUs in them. Um, so that's pretty bad. Um, then the GPU that they have um, is based off of the Maxwell NVIDIA architecture, which is super old. And only has 256 CUDA cores, which is not a lot for a GPU in today's day and age. And it only has four gigabytes of RAM. And there are lots of other things that you could say about the hardware, but those are the kind of the main ones that bring into play the performance of your consoles. But so the NVIDIA leak uh, mentioned that uh, the piece of hardware that's being made that is speculated to be for Nintendo is based off of their Orin chip. Though it is going to be custom, so it might have some changes. Could be better, could be slightly worse. But their Orin chip has multiple configurations that go anywhere from six to twelve cores with a two point two gigahertz clock. Which, even if we only get like the six core machines, that is a decent upgrade from the Switch. Just adding two more cores just opens up a lot more uh, parallel processing. But if we can get twelve on the Switch too, who boy, we're gonna be getting some really fun stuff. Um, the other really nice thing is, is that the GPU is based off of their Ampere architecture from NVIDIA. That is a more modern um, architecture. It's not as great as like what's in the 3060 or like the 3000 series and the 4000 series, but it is still very, very good, especially for mobile. And those have anywhere between 512 and 2048 CUDA cores, which 
compared to the 256 means that we will have a lot more graphics processing on this console, either double with way better and more efficient um, machines or blowing it out of the water and almost doing 10 times the number. Uh, so that's awesome. And then these chips also have up to 32 gigabytes with the lowest one that I saw being around eight gigabytes. So it's at least more RAM than what the Switch has. So, you know, that, that's a lot of technical details and technical jargon there. But I just wanted to point out that even though the Orin chip was announced in 2018 and started shipping, I think, 2020, it is a massive upgrade over what the Tegra X1 offers that the Switch currently has. So expect similar performance gains on the Switch 2. So w- would you say it's like comparable to a base PS4 like Activision was saying? Um, For the higher end ones, I think so. I'd have to take a look at the PS4. Because um, that, that would make sense. It'd feel like a new generation. Um, I don't think that this system's going to hit 4K. <laughs> no, it's definitely not going to hit 4K. No, we're not going to have a 4K LCD on this thing, which is fine. Yeah. So the base PlayStation 4 has an eight core um, AMD CPU. So if they get the Orin NVIDIA with eight cores, that would put it somewhat on par, though it probably has a lower clock speed. They don't say what GPU they actually have in this thing. It's an AMD Radeon based one with 1.84 teraflops of computation. It's like, that's nonsense to me. I want to know like how many cores it has. Um, but I would say that if it's based off of Vampire and it's got the NVIDIA, yeah, I, I think that that rumor that it's on par with uh, PlayStation 4 is honestly fairly accurate, even though it is a mobile chip. So I guess it's a little bit lower, but eh, you can kind of fudge the details and say, yes, they're on par. Yeah, I I expect this machine to not be so compared to the Steam Deck. Um, I expect Steam Deck to be still more powerful, which I imagine will be a point of contention <laughs> <laughs> at launch. But but the Switch Two, I expect to have a better form factor um, than the Steam Deck. Like the Steam Deck is bulky, and it's because they have their audience in mind. It's gamers who just don't care about it being bulky. <laughs> Um, well, I will say I that the Steam Deck only has a four core hyper threaded CPU on it, but it does have a higher base okay. clock than the uh, NVIDIA chip that I'm basing all of this off of. So it might be on par so with Steam. Be more powerful? It, it, it might be more powerful or on par. So it'll just depend. I, uh, the, other, the other nice advantage is that because these games will be running natively specifically for. Yes or running natively on the hardware, uh, they'll run better than the Steam Deck where it's <laughs> an x86 architecture um, and is running a lot of other processes other than just And the game. sometimes <laughs> it has to do their translation layer for the games that are built yep. for Windows. <laughs> yep. Um, the Steam Deck has to put a lot of other resources and other things than just the yeah. core game. So, so uh, I guess, I guess then it would be more power. Well, it'll, it'll have better performance. Right. Probably it, for native Deck, switch which, games, it'll have probably better performance than what the steam deck is able to do with a lot of the big triple a games. And, and it'll probably have a better, um, well, a more appealing form yes. factor. <laughs> yeah. Like you were saying earlier, like um, the Steam Deck's not a true hybrid machine, even though it technically is. It just didn't have a dedicated dock at right. release. Um, you can hook up an HDMI cable straight into it. Um, it's just that the 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 experience of it being hybrid is not as refined as the hybrid experience. Well, for the yeah, Switch, because if you want the hybrid, a big sell for exactly most people. because if you want the hybrid experience for the Steam Deck. You have to plug it into the TV, but then you need another controller or you play it with it like sitting on your table, like with the same controls. Yeah. With the Switch, you can literally just pop off the Joy-Cons after you plug it in and then boom, you can completely move away without having to grab yeah. another controller if you don't want yeah. to. The hybrid experience of the Switch is just unrivaled at it this definitely. point. And so it, it, it wouldn't make any sense for Nintendo to leave this niche and go into something like VR. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, plus, I don't think much of the world really wants VR experiences right now for gaming. No. So I don't know. No. Sony. Sony's really struggling. Sony's trying real hard, and Meta basically imploded. <laughs> um, they lost a lot of money with their VR ventures. It's really hard to sell VR to people because how do you show it to people? And so, like most people who like gave VR a shot like ten years ago, 
um, just have bad taste about it still. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> plus, I it's just a really plus hard. Plus, I think the only studio that has actually figured out how to make a good and fun VR game is Valve with that Half Life game. Yeah. And they're not even really no. doing much in VR. <laughs> they're like, we did one game and we're done. They're like, hey, hey world, this is how you do it. But eh, we don't care anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they launched it. They're like, yeah, it's on Steam. Anyway, here's our console that doesn't support yeah, it at all. Exactly. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I'm really excited to see if the Switch actually gets its successor next year. You know, Switch 2 or whatever they decide to call it. Um, some fans are hoping for Super Switch. And I do not like the sound of that. Um, it's got it. They have to make it clear that it's yes, a successor. which is why Switch Two makes sense. And you know, like we pointed out earlier, the uh, higher ups at Nintendo are much more business focused. So I'm sure they've done a lot of looking back on why the Wii U the failed Wii U. and have decided we are naming it <laughs> Switch Two. We keep the brand name, and so, we know it's a sequel. <laughs> the one Achilles heel is that they are a Japanese true based company and so sometimes names are lost in translation yep. um so i i'm just hoping that they are a lot more in tune with their foreign companies not just like america but also all the other languages as well to make sure it's a good name yeah, for i agree worldwide i agree i agree because you want something static across the world <laughs> you don't want it to be like different depending on what region exactly you're in. so but anyway, I, I think it's about time for the new console. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm sure we'll get more and more rumors and leaks. And then if it's launching in April, I expect some sort of random YouTube video drop with them showing the new form factor and not saying anything about it until some big investor meeting or huge direct in February, like they did with the Switch One. <laughs> I think they are going to replicate that um, announcement cycle. Because it worked so well, and it was really cool to see them do that. I, I don't think they'll show it before this yeah, holiday. Yeah, they probably won't. Because the Switch is so. I successful. think the big reason why they they had to show it that holiday was because Nintendo had literally nothing. <laughs> Zelda got delayed. <laughs> they had Sun and Moon coming out for 3DS, and nothing for the Wii U. Yeah, you've got a point. All right, I I amend my statement. They're going to have a trailer probably in February and then March will be the big presentation where they show off the new capabilities and then it launches in April or May. If it doesn't launch in April or May, I expect those to start happening in June. So, but again, I, yeah. I think it's an April or May release because I think, I think, yeah, they'll tease it in January and then say like tune into the event. They could say like they could, they could tease it like the second week of January and then say tune into the event next yeah, week. Yeah, that would work. Uh, just do some blitz marketing. Yeah, that'd be cool. Anyway, it and then just do a launch in April or May. You have to give enough time for um, manufacturers and box stores to get ready for this. Like it's not it's not a video game. Like there there's there's a lot more moving parts. So you can't just show <laughs> it off and then launch yeah. it within one or two months. Like it's going to be if they, if they announce it in January, it's not going to be till like May at the earliest at that point. Yeah, I could see that. Anyway, we've talked about the the Switch successor slash Switch Pro for so long on this podcast, and we keep saying it's going to happen. It's going to happen. They're going to announce it. But I think that <laughs> I'm ready for it to happen so we can just stop talking exactly. about it. <laughs> and I think it's actually happening. So that way we can start talking about the Switch 2 Pro, because after a year, we'll be tired of this form factor. We'll be like, man, it's so behind <laughs> in the text. The, the Steam Deck 2 will have launched and it'll figure, have figured out their hybrid yeah. stuff. And, We'll be ready for the next bleeding age edge <laughs> Nintendo system and it won't be here till seven years after. So like what? 2031. Oh, oh God, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Could you imagine having a 2018 piece of hardware until 2031? Oh, it's yeah, it's it's probably going to happen. Yeah, because they had a 2015 slash 2016 piece of hardware last until 2023, though. I blame that on the pandemic. <laughs> Well, so it's sounding like, even though they announced it in twenty eight, the hardware chips in twenty eighteen, it's it was updated to current in twenty twenty, right? Something it's like not that. it's not twenty eighteen hardware. It's twenty twenty hardware. Man, if it's running eleven year hardware <laughs> by twenty thirty one, yeah, I don't know. I also don't think like I think the hardware boost for Switch Two is going to be harder to sell to um, the casual 
or the blue ocean crowd. I think they're going to have a hard time like getting people to understand because I don't think it's going to be a huge resolution bump. I think it's going to allow for more complicated games and better performance in like the frame rate space. Yeah. Um, and that's that's a harder sell. It is a harder sell. Hmm. Because you can't just say like, hey, look at this. <laughs> it looks prettier. <laughs> yeah. They, they have. I don't know. Are they going to talk more or like lean into the technical aspect of it? Because I feel like that's what Sony and Xbox have kind of had to do with their current consoles to be like, why bother upgrading? Yeah. But. Uh, the average person playing yeah, Animal Crossing is not going to understand it. Yeah, hmm. I'm excited to see the um, presentation. Like, the, ar- like <laughs> the average, the average Animal Crosser is not is going to ask, "Why can't I just play this on the Switch?" <laughs> they are, and Nintendo's going to have to say, "We made the world like six times as large, even though they didn't." <laughs> we can render more on the screen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can now have eight different villagers walking around at the same time talking to you all at once <laughs> instead of just two or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Pokemon's going to be like if they move it to the Switch 2, then not like your prediction. It's going to be like, look, now 20 Pokemon can be on screen at once instead of just 10 or whatever the cap is. You get six more frames per second <laughs> or per <laughs> We're sorry that it still looks ugly and muddy and gross, but uh, at least there are more Pokemon on the screen. (laughs) Anyway, well, we'll have to see what ends up happening. I imagine we'll get more leaks and stuff. I don't anticipate us talking about this too much more until we get some sort of announcement. Uh, Maybe if there's like a cyber attack on Nintendo and they tell us everything, then maybe we'll do (laughs) something. But I doubt that's going to happen. So. No, I'm sure I'm sure we're going to get a Nintendo Direct in a month from now. Um, and then it'll be WarioWare time and then Mario time. And then and it'll be the next year. year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the cleanup, the cleanup of the year podcast episodes. Well, I'm looking forward to it. So anyway, uh, anything else to, to say about this? I think I'm good. Well, thanks for listening to us talk about the Switch successor, the Switch 2. You know, we talk about it quite a bit on the podcast even though we really haven't in the last several episodes but it was nice to be able to have something to kind of get together and bring together all these different rumors and leaks and stuff and really share our thoughts about uh, what could potentially be coming if you enjoyed the episode please be sure to leave us a like a comment a review a follow a subscription whatever uh the service you're listening to us on provides uh doing so will help more folks uh you know, be introduced to the show and uh, help us grow. Please be sure to check out our Discord by going to nintendfusion.com slash Discord. That will give you an invite right to our server where you can talk about all things Nintendo with us. But with all that said, thank you so much for listening to the Nintendo Fusion podcast. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye. See ya.